Hi, welcome to the Perry Hall Family Worship Center podcast. We put out weekly messages to challenge, encourage, and inspire you. You can send any questions or prayer requests to connect at perryhall.life. If the message speaks to you, go ahead and subscribe for more. Our topic today is the goodness of God, part three. If you recall, we've done two um, sermons already on the goodness of God, but our foundational work was uh, taking place in them two ser- uh, sermons. And the foundational work was, um, as we said, to know the good, we need to know bad. And we spent really uh, two sermons talking about the bad, the, the, the bad things in life, not the bad things of God, but the bad things of the world. And we... Um, we worked off of John 10, 10. It's one verse, and Jesus is speaking in the whole verse here, and he says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. So my, my prayer is that as we went through these past two sermons, and even as we continue to move forward, is that we separate these two, these, uh, this one verse into two sections, and we can begin to see spiritually, in our spiritual eyes, if you will, what is evil out there. You know, a lot of times we we see things and we can make a judgment, but sometimes we can't. And um, and when you re- when you begin to kind of dissect this one verse here, the devil does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. So anything that is uh, stealing, that is being destroyed. <laughs> Uh, killing, you know, it's it, the root is coming from the devil. So uh, whether it's outside in the news, in your surrounding, or maybe even in your own life, you know, certain things that we even deal with are not from God. And um, and then when we get to the second part of John ten ten, Jesus says, "I have come that you may have life, and that you may have it more abundantly." So. Again, now we see the the flip side of this here. So all good things come from God, and God's plan is to give us abundant life. God's plan is not to steal or kill or destroy anything. So it's important to understand that, but it's also important to understand that, you know, we all have uh, choices to make. And, you know, are the the choices that we make, uh, are they the right choices? And how are we basing our decisions on certain things? So a lot of times we, we love to blame the devil. And the, day, the devil, he sets the trap. He puts the bait out for us. But we are, we're the ones that are taking the bait, if you will. So the choice is ours. So I think as we're going through uh, this time now with this coronavirus, I think we're dealing with uh, many things in our own lives. And uh, it's very unusual times, to say the least. And it's times that we don't know even what next day or next week is going to hold uh, because we see that um, things are changing. And we're praying that things are changing for the better, but who knows? But in one sense, many things are just, uh, we're just unsure of so many things here. And uh, we're not sure how things are going to end up in our own lives. And, uh, you know, the, the list goes on. And in one sense, we can't wait for things to get back to the norm, which I'm not sure if things are going to get back to the way it was. Um, and hopefully that's a good thing in your life, uh, that even like in the church, you know, things are going to 
They're not going to be the same. We're continuing to grow, even though the, the building may be closed for a season, but the church isn't, and we're still moving on. So things are changing, but, but even in these down times, we can almost say, like, God, uh, where are you? You know, it doesn't seem right, and especially if you're really de dealing with difficulties with a physical sickness or finances or a job or something like that. You're, you may even be um, experiencing doubt, doubt in your faith, doubt in what God can do and will do. And, and maybe you're saying, uh, really, is God really good? It doesn't appear that he's really good. I'm not feeling it right now, but I'm hoping that we're going to see that he is really good. And I, I got to tell you this too. It's easy for us to get um, bogged down, if you will, uh, lose focus when we're in difficult times. We, in, we're in one sense, get spiritually blinded uh, in our eyes, in our spiritual eyes, because, you know, something else is, is um, it, we're, we're, we're focusing in on something else uh, than, than God. But our, our vision, our spiritual vision can really get limited if we're not careful. And it's kind of like we begin to lose focus. And again, losing focus on the, on the uh, spiritual end, on God is good. We can lose focus on that pretty easy if we're not careful. All we can see is maybe our confusion, the things that we're going through, the unsettlement, the uncertainty. Maybe that's like all we're seeing right now. And again, you can be saying, really, is God, is God really good at this point? You know, maybe not getting a paycheck or something like that. So the point really is, is yeah, God is good. And when you understand some of these principles that's described in the Word of God, uh, you begin to understand that He is good. And, and hopefully you'll agree with what you're hearing. But let me start out with saying this. You know, the description of a person is really uh, interesting because, you know, you can have a friend that maybe in one sense would describe another person to you. And, you can, and that person would say, you know, that guy is such a nice guy. He's a... He's, kind, generous. He'll do anything for you. And, and it kind of builds up, if you will, it kind of builds up, um, uh, you know, a trust in, in, in that person that you may not even know. But what you've heard from someone else, all of a sudden you begin to, um, you begin to build up a trust and their attributes of a person, if you will. And you can almost kind of like, like the guy, you know? And on the other hand, there's other ways too of describing people that he's, uh, you know, not a good person. He's, you know, gossiper and you can't trust this person and things like that. And then as well, you, you begin to, um, form an image, if you will, of a person. So, so the point really is, is I hope today we can get a good description of God a God who he is. You know, throughout the whole Bible, um, there are many, many, many attributes of God, many uh, characteristics of God. And even with life, it's, it's good to see these attributes because then you begin to see that, you know what, God really is good. He is really a God that loves me. But God's goodness is common throughout the scriptures, a theme that goes throughout the scriptures. Even in the Old Testament, a lot of us um, will look at the Old Testament and we'll see a, a, some attributes of God and judgment and wrath and things like that. But now we live in the New Testament and we also see now the grace that God has for all of us. 
And sometimes um, grace can be, as some people say, greasy grace. We take advantage of, of this grace that God gives us. But uh, it's not a license to do wrong and just saying, well, I can just ask for forgiveness because as you grow closer to someone, you want to obey and you want to build that relationship up. But I want to hit a couple scriptures and hopefully these scriptures will be like an encouragement to you and uh, hopefully maybe to tune in your focus a little bit more on God's goodness. James 1.17 says this, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and it comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. The Father of Lights, God of creation, of the universe. But every good gift, just think about this now, if you can just kind of keep this in perspective here, every good gift, everything good comes from God. Now, he puts it out there, and, and, um, and we, again, sometimes we take it for granted. Sometimes we take it as an entitlement. But... It's a good gift that God has given us. Now, it reminds us, if you will, that God's goodness is towards us, but it's also around us. So again, we're, we're working on the characteristic, if you will, of God and God is good. And we're beginning to see more and more of this in scripture. However, here's a key point. We see God in our lives, how we, how we see God in our lives really depends on what we know about him. I mean, that's really just kind of getting back to that little analogy where a friend may be describing another person to you and it's, it's you know, you're, you're kind of um, judging that person in his character. But again, I'll say this, how we see God in our lives depends on what we know about him. Many people don't know God. They think they know God. They want to um, mold God in their image. But, but when you look at scripture, it begins to unfold and it tells you this is the way God is. This is who he is. 1 John 4, 8, it says, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. For God is love. You know, we can say, well, an attribute of God is love, but it's saying here, God is love. I use this uh, almost at every wedding that I do. Uh, I'll talk about God is love. And, I, and I'll say, you want to have a successful marriage, you got to have God in it because he's love. You know, a lot of times we may have the emotion of love, the excitement of love, but to really have love, you got to have God in your life and you got to have him in your marriage as well. Because why? Because God is love. Romans 5a says, but God demonstrated his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, I got to tell you, this is one of these verses in human form. It doesn't make sense. Who would die for someone that, that, is a, that is against you? You know what I mean? Who would die for that? But Christ, he demonstrated his love, it says, that while we were still sinners, not after we came to a relationship with him, but while we were still opposing him, he came and died for us. This is love. This is, this is the goodness of God. What else is in the goodness of God? 2 Thessalonians 3.16 says, Now may the Lord, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. The Lord be with you all. So we see here that the Lord of peace gives you peace 
always. So again, our, our, um, our source of peace is from the Lord. That's the way you're going to get peace. Again, you may have times where things are feeling okay and things like that, but to have true peace, inner peace, it's only come from the Lord, and the Lord is the one who supplies it to you. He's not holding back. He's not giving you a little bit here and there. He's, he's, he's continuing to, um, he's continuing to, um, offer it and give it to us. Now, if we're living in a life where we're scattered and we, we don't have no peace, well, question your relationship with God because you're missing out on something. However, you may not even knew this characteristic, this uh, goodness of God that he had to offer. 2 Timothy 2.13 says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. That's pretty interesting as well. We see that God... Um, God is saying, even though when we mess up, even though when we sin, even though when we doubt, or maybe when we get maybe a little upset with God, he remains faithful to you and to me. This is the goodness of God. This is, this is, this is why we say God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. You probably heard that before. But God is good, and he's good to each and every one of us. And I would say this to you. How would you describe God's goodness in your life? How would you describe it? Have you described it? See, here's the thing. We choose every day what we want to focus on. You know, if you want to do something around your house, you know, tomorrow I want to clean the garage or something like that. Um, I'm just making that one up, but it's a good example is that you would focus on it the day before, the night before you're laying in bed. This is my plan here, Saturday morning coming up. I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna do that. And you're, you're just focusing on getting a job done and, and making the job happen. And you know, life is like that. We're focusing on things, but we choose to focus on what we wanna focus on. So spiritually, we can focus on the goodness of God or we can focus on the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy and he's beating you up, you know? So when we begin to focus on the goodness of God, I'm to tell you it's going to help you in every area of your life the difficult times the good times all the time when you're focusing on God he's going to help you in every area of your life Psalms 33 5 says this the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord wow ain't that something God's goodness God's favor towards us let me tell you something it's not based on you it's not based on who you are. It's not based on um, uh, if you got special um, consideration with God. We can see it's the earth is full of the, the goodness of God. It's, it's there. It's for everybody. It's not, it's not on your performance base because this goodness is for everybody. So I say this, focusing on God doesn't mean that we ignore what is going on in this world or we ignore the problem that you may have. It really means that we're putting the emphasis, we're focusing in more on the one who can solve the problem. That's really what we're talking about. Yeah, we're going to have problems, but if we're going to focus on the problem, you know, we're putting God on the side. But when we focus on God, we're not pushing the problem to the side. We're just focusing more on the, the problem solver, the one who's going to get us through, if you will. See, focusing on God's goodness is so important in our life. It gives us the right perspective, the right understanding of God, of the spiritual realm in your life, in these days that we're going through, when you need it the most. So when you forget God's goodness, 
I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of problems that's going to come with that. Because when you forget about God's goodness, you almost put God to the, on the shelf here, and now you're trying to get in control, and your mind's all over the place. You're scattered. You're not sure what's going to, what's going to, the future's going to hold. But the point is, we can't forget God's goodness. This is a key point here of just remembering God is good all the time. You know, a lot of times you can talk with a person, and you can know their heart, if they're where they're where they're at with the Lord. But um but in Psalm 105 it says, For the Lord is good, his unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. So we see here, I mean, just look at this verse here. God is good and he and his love is forever. It doesn't end. He's, he's, he doesn't have a limit on you. He doesn't have anything that would terminate his love towards us. We've seen that before. But, but I bring these verses to you so you can continue to realize that God is good and he's good to you. He's good to me and he's good to all of us. Psalm 107 uh, verses 1 and 2 says, Give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak it out. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. You know, uh, faith is, is, as I hear some people say, it's voice activated. You know, you got to speak it. You can say, I got faith in my heart and it's personal and everything. But the Bible talks about how, how important it is to speak words out. And you see the scripture here says, if the, if the, has the Lord redeemed you, then speak it out. You know, let people know your relationship with God. You know, we have a person in church here that every time you see her, you can say, how, she's, how you doing? And she will say, I'm blessed by the best. All the time, she's got an excitement for God. You can see God all over her. And, you know, I'm sure she goes through struggles like the rest of us. But she always says, I'm blessed by the best. And she's talking about she's blessed by God. And she recognizes it. But else, what else is she doing? She's speaking it out. So I think there's such a, that's a whole nother lesson on the words we speak, how it guides and directs our path. And that's in the book of James, if you ever want to read about that. So every person on the face of the earth, every person that you know, <clears throat> excuse me, that you know has personally experienced the goodness of God. Whether they recognize it or not, they have experienced the goodness of God, just like you have, just like I have. Now, again, some people aren't focused on the spiritual end. They're not giving credit where credit's doing. They're not speaking it. They're continuing to focus in on the problem and not on the problem solver. And, and, and we kind of get ourselves in a way that we're not setting our mind on God. So I encourage you here, set your mind on the goodness of God in your life. You have it. You got so much goodness in your life. You have it. Now, what kind of response has the goodness of God in your life produced? Have you been able to speak anything out good? I'm blessed. I'm thankful. You know, God is good to me. I know God's going to get me through this. Or do we focus on, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. I'm kind of nervous. I'm not, I don't have peace. And I got to tell you, it's a real thing that's taken place. And this message is for all of us to encourage us, but to grow us as well. It's kind of like to get our roots to go deeper, deeper, so we can go taller and taller. But we're not, that's not going to happen unless we're focusing in on God and the things of God. So remember, God's a good God, 
and God loves you. Romans 8, 38 and 39 says this, for I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which, in, which is in Christ Jesus. Man, I mean, look at that verse for a little bit here. And there's nothing that's going gonna, gonna to stop God from loving you. You can sin. You can turn away from him. You can not even have a relationship with him. But he still wants to love us. And he's still going to continue to love us. See, in God, there's no hate. There's just love, and we've seen it throughout the whole, uh, throughout this whole sermon. And all this, the love, whatever it may be, this all wraps up in the goodness of God and how God cares for you, how God loves you, and how God will see you through it. But we got to stay focused in on Him. We don't need to be uh, uh, solo out there, a lone ranger. You know, we we don't have to do it on our on our own here because God is with us, and He's going to get us through. So let me close with this thought here. Don't allow the disappointments of life and whatever it may be that you're going through to distract you from remembering God's goodness. There's so much out there to pull us away, to, to allow us to not focus, to allow us to think that things aren't good. But don't allow these disappointments, don't allow this virus thing and everything that comes with it. Don't let it be a distraction from you remembering God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. God bless you. I'm praying for you. And I'm looking forward to the day that we're back in church again in the building, worshiping the Lord together. So again, God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us. And I hope you have a great week. Thank you. Thanks for checking out the Perry Hall Family Worship Center podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. If you want to know more about our church, go to perryhall.life.